from Hallmark. A wish that all our families can be together this Christmas. I want you to listen to this. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy holidays from Blood and Black Rum Podcast. This Christmas, we're doing something slightly different. We're bringing you on an adventure through Hallmark Christmas movies, specifically those starring Lisey Chabert, in a series we're calling Chabert and Gifts. You can expect visits from Christmas past and present, trips through Rome, and a whole lot more. We hope you enjoy our very festive and slightly romantic approach to this year's Christmas season. And just remember, heavy petting is not allowed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blood and Black Run Podcast. I'm Ryan from Closeflightation.com, and I'm joined with my co-host, Mark. How's it going? Oh, we're doing well. Actually, today was a fairly magical snow day for us. Uh, it's like being in a snow globe, so it's perfect for the the holiday festivities that we have going on at Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Did you, were you seeing Christmas time? Mm-hmm. Christmas time. Oh, and did the um, Charlie, Brown. Charlie Brown dances, yeah. <laughs> now, I, lo- I love the snow, and you know what? What better to celebrate our Lacey Chabert, Chabering Gifts Christmas Festival then a nice snow globe that represents the, that almost look like the fake snow of all of the Hallmark movies that we've been covering. <laughs> because most of the snow that you see in there is like some guy with stuffing on the side, like ripping up a Build-A-Bear teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping it down from from the sky. <laughs> or like uh, dryer balls for snowballs. They're like, here's this big dryer ball. Throw it. It's like a perfect snowball. Um, yeah, we've been, we're, well, we're two in now. We've done two episodes of the Lacey Schubert Hallmark movies, having a fun time with it. I mean, I'm not saying that watching the movies itself is all that fun sometimes. Uh, sometimes you have to kind of steal yourself to get prepared. It's like, I'm going to watch a Hallmark movie, so I got to put myself in a different mindset here. Um, we started off um, with, let's say we started off with Christmas in Rome, where Franco Nero taught us the meaning of Christmas in Rome. Yeah, an Italian Christmas. Um, and then we went out to the uh, out west to Utah, to Mormon country for cul-de-sac Christmas time with some crazies and all out the holly. Yeah, um, uh, uh, repping the HOAs, <laughs> giving them some support. Now <laughs> we're the support. Now we're going back to the EU. Yeah, we're. It seems like you know, and we kind of been all kind of. Uh, year hopping here um i can't remember exactly when christmas in rome premiered 2022 really 2022 really no 2018 i think oh yeah i was gonna say it seemed like an at least a little bit older movie so 2018 was uh christmas in rome and then uh we did 2022 for haul out the holly and uh for today's episode we have uh another i think this one is 2020 2021 technically it definitely seems like a covid movie yep 2022 2021, uh, and this time, we, you, like you said, we're going to EU, and we're specifically, we're going to Ireland. And it seems like 
Lacey Chabert just like comes on set as an executive producer and says like, um, I want a vacation. Yeah, I'd like to travel. Uh, so what do we got in the script pipeline of, uh, you know, places they can go? Um, it's that's how I say that. I say that's how that unrelated uh, Hallmark movie where it's like a safari movie. That's how it was like. She's like, I want to go to Mozambique. What's going on? Let's do a movie out there. And they're like, what kind of budgets do you think we have here at Hallmark? We're making 70 different Christmas movies each year. There's a limited amount to go around. Shannon Elizabeth is not going to like this at all. Um, yeah, I mean. It does. It's it's almost like what Adam Sandler's been doing to Netflix, where he's like, <laughs> "Me and my buddies would like to uh, go on vacation here." So, um, but these are actually better. <laughs> but these are actually better quality films than like what Adam Sandler does. Adam Sandler gets paid like twenty million dollars, and he's just like, "Pay me, put money in my hand." I've I've got a modicum of ideas for this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least with this one, you know, there's there's love and, and care involved in in these Christmas movies, and of course, Lacey Chabert is not putting in, you know, her her uh, you know low level acting. She's she's giving it her all in these. She these are these are not movies that she uh, takes lightly. You know, she's serious about this, and you know that's fine too. You know, it's kind of cool to see someone like Lacey Chabert who's just like. Making Hallmark movies doesn't really have that much of like a, you know, like an outside presence or like a celebrity presence where it's like clear, like, oh, yeah, she's like a bitch in real life. Like she just seems to authentically like to make Hallmark Christmas movies and or and, and or regular like just Hallmark movies in general, because I think she's done some for like the Hallmark murder and mi- movie mystery channel and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it says, on, like, it says on Wikipedia in uh in 2022, when a bunch of actors left the channel to go to the Great American Family Network, she voiced her support and allegiance to Hallmark, which also got her war movies. Yeah, I mean, that sounds great. Like, what were you going to go to from Hallmark or to some upstart asshole like Great American Family? So that'd be like being like, yeah, I'm going to leave Hallmark to go to PAX. You're over PAX? No, because it's gone. Yeah, she didn't want to go support Candace Cameron Bure and her. Uh, Is that who's? Uh, yeah, that's who. That's who made uh, Great American Family Network, and oh, yeah, in her cavalcade of uh, very bland white person <laughs> romance at, at that network, you know, because that that was famously Candace Cameron Bure has basically come out and become bi- um, uh, a wide spoken bigot. So. Um, I, I applaud Lacey Chabert for sticking around at Hallmark and just saying, no, I think I'll stay here. It's pretty comfy here. <laughs> pretty comfy. Um, yeah, so the one that we've got today is Christmas at Castle Heart. And I will say, I was uh, looking up this movie um, in a database, and I put in Christmas at, and I just did a search. And, like, there's a fucking shitload of different movies that are Christmas at. And basically, insert your... Whatever noun of a place you want, whatever location you want, it's probably there. It's like Christmas Christmas at the beach, Christmas at a cottage, Christmas at a bed and breakfast. Christmas is like fucking just list them out, and that location is probably there. Christmas at anime conventions. (laughs) 
I'm not one to ever pat Amazon on the back, but it was a dollar ninety nine to rent this movie in HD. So I know a 2021 movie, dollar ninety nine. Bravo. Compared co- compared to Haul Out the Holly, which was a four ninety nine. Well, they had HOAs to pay. It's true, but in- <laughs> that's why the uh, sticker price was a little bit higher. Yeah, this is Christmas at Castle Heart, and um, it's basically like another one of your Hallmark movies, kind of like Christmas in Rome. It's just, it's just a lot of walking, a lot of yeah. talking, a lot of exterior shots of the ro- of the Ireland that you think you're seeing that you're not really seeing. Yeah, we're getting back more towards we're, we're getting to the basics of like a Hallmark movie, which is basically it, insert two characters, insert location. And then do like control F on your Microsoft Word document for your script and just like replace them. Replace all. Uh, all right. We're good. Ins- we got another script. Oh, insert emotions not higher than a three. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, whereas I, I will say about Haul Out the Holly, that movie was just plain weird. A much different Hallmark movie than the ones that we're talking about now. It wasn't a good movie, but it was definitely a weird one for... <laughs> For the uh, you know the 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 normal setup of these movies, um, so yeah, it had that going for it. Christmas at Castle Heart is kind of more back to the basics of like, got a guy, you got a got a woman, they meet cute, um, in an unlikely scenario, and uh, that woman also happens to be, like uh, you said off the podcast, a girl boss figure, who is uh, very uh hell bent on you know making a company out of her ideas it's pretty much everything like that's just like christmas and rum but she's a very you know uh business uh business forward person yeah like all savvy that's right you know if and just you know she just had the right kind of financing her ideas would take off that's right and and the funny thing about it too is like in this movie and in christmas and rome She's not living the American dream. She's not able to start a company in America. She's got to go to either uh, Rome or Ireland. Well, you know why? Her fucking apartment is, you know, yeah, ridiculous. She's, she's spending too much money on the apartment itself instead of putting money, investing into her, her own company. Um, which is, it's funny too, because in this movie, there's she really just has like an idea to have this company. Whereas in Christmas in Rome, she had like all like everything like blocked out already. So when they did like the business plan for her, she was like, "I've already got, I've already got these employees that I've already talked to. Like, we'll we'll get it started." In this one, they're just kind of like off the cuff. Yeah, we're starting a event planning business. We have no uh, no employees, no ideas, but we'll get it done. So that's basically the gist of Christmas at Castle Heart. And then you know the drill. It's romance. There's Christmas. There's desire. Uh, I think there's a fateful Christmas Eve meetup. You know, it's 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 a, it's your usual Hallmark movie, but Lacey Chabert Bake, brings... Baking. I think Lacey Chabert oh, yeah. likes to show off her baking skills. Like, yeah, that's true, yeah. Like, you ba- know. Baking. You want uh, me to make a figgy pudding? Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, and uh, it's a, you know the drill, but like Lacey Chabert, she brings her A game, and she, you know one of the if you're gonna watch a Hallmark movie like this, one of the reasons to do so is because Lacey Chabert is always consistent. So, 
All right, let's take a break real quick. Let's talk about the beer we got on the show before I finish it. <laughs> I want to get through it before we actually talk about it. So um, on the show today, it was my turn, my turn to pick. Um, and I was uh, concerned because I didn't really want to get another winter warmer. Um, it's not really Martin's favorite style, uh, for one thing. You know, we, and, and to be honest with you, you know, though it is the flavors of the season, you get your cinnamon, your allspice, your nutmeggy elements to it. It is a very specific type of beer that you can only drink in small quantities. And at least in my opinion, like I, I couldn't sit down and just like throughout the day, like drinking all these winter warmers. It's just not, it's, it's, it's too flavorful, too powerful, overpowering. Um, it's like eggnog. You can't, you can't just sit down and, you know, like in the movies, you know, Christmas vacation being a prime example, they show people having like pictures of eggnog just sitting around. Like people are going back to going to town grabbing moosefuls of of eggnog and i i literally could not do that i can drink one glass of eggnog and then i'm like Oof, i'm good and i can't eat dinner <laughs> um so that's kind of how it is with me for winter warmers but instead i did find something extremely intriguing and i had seen a picture of it previously that i knew that the store had it and i was very interested um this is lone pine brewings Holy Donut, and they have a series of Holy Donut beers that are based off of donut flavors and using donuts in the in the mix and stuff. And this is a Imperial Stout with donuts, dark chocolate, and peppermint. It's called the Dark Chocolate Peppermint Holy Donut. So it's very intriguing because it's, you know, more flavors of the season. I fucking love donuts too. Um... Donuts are one of those things that I can just, you know, like if somebody has a donut, there's no way I'm not going to eat one of those donuts. Like they bring a box of donuts. There's no way I'm passing up at least one of those donuts. But they're all old fashioned. And you don't. Really you know what? That's okay. If I've got a, if I got a, if okay, yeah. If if I don't have a cup of coffee, and old fashioned is not that okay. And I don't know if I, I think I probably talked about this on the show where I was mowing one day. I've just gotten done with like three different lawns mowing, and. uh this this older gentleman, he's very nice. He was a, one of my clients. He uh, was like, here, have a break. And I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, and he's like, here, here's a donut. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll eat a donut. And it was an old-fashioned donut. It's, you know, just completely dry. And my mouth is already dry, and I'm super thirsty, and I'm just eating this old-fashioned donut to please him. He's like, oh, thanks for the donut. It's, like, it's basically like the old lady and fucking the wedding singer handing out meatballs. Now I want to eat it. Uh, it was, it was, it's, it was a nice, kind gesture. But you know what? On a really hot summer day when you're really sweaty, like an old fashioned donut just does not go down very well. So yeah, but I, I mean, I, otherwise though, if I had, if I had a cup of coffee, it's been a while. But if I had a cup of coffee with an old fashioned donut and dunk it in there, actually, I'm starting to think I need to go out and get a. Old-fashioned donut right now. <laughs> uh, but I love donuts. I love peppermint during the season. I actually drink peppermint tea like every single night during uh, Christmas season. Just uh, flavors of the season. And I, I got to say that I've had one. I, we've had two other Lone Pines before. We've had one. I've, I, or at least I have. We've had one of the Holy Donuts, which was a sour. It was really good. And then on the show, we've had their Sour Punch as well. Which uh, or not. Maybe not on the show. I thought it was, but maybe I maybe it was only me. But either way, both of them are really good. So I was excited to try this Holy Donut Peppermint Stout. And I've got to say, I like it a lot. I think it's a really solid stout. It's got a great chocolatey 
uh, smooth, flavorful base. Um, one thing I do want to point out about this stout too is that it doesn't just um, take on coffee flavor, which is, I think, a problem with some of the Imperial Stouts that people are putting out is where they say it's an Imperial Stout, but what it actually has is like just a lot of coffee flavor to it. Um, or alcohol. <laughs> or, yeah, or alcohol being really extremely strong. This does not. This this stout is literally what it says. Very dark chocolate stout base to it, um, but very smooth. And then it has a kick of peppermint that you get when you first take a sip of it that kind of dissipates. So the peppermint is not like over overly present or like extremely overpowering. Because sometimes peppermint can be overpowering, especially when it's artificially flavored, where it's like, mm, that kind of tastes weird, like a Pepto-Bismol-y sort of minty flavor. And this does not have that either. It, it really does taste like hint of peppermint with that nice chocolate stout base. And I think it's a, a really solid stout from uh, Lone Pine. Yeah, I totally agree. This is uh, really good, especially for the season. It's basically like having a nice little York peppermint patty. Um, it's definitely filled with dark chocolate, which I do enjoy. No real coffee notes here. As you said, the peppermint does hit you first. You get like a nice little, you know, sweet cooling, and the beer does like kind of have like a cooling like taste to it. As you know, you're tasting the peppermint. Big hits of dark chocolate. The alcohol gives it a little bit of heat on the back end. Keep like like the Almagang Blonde Stout Imperial Blonde. It like keeps you nice. Like it's not too much and too taxing, and it's like keeps you feeling nice and warm as you're drinking it. You know. This is this is a damn good dessert beer and something that uh definitely fits the mood and season of what's going on right now and it's definitely something that you know Christmas Eve like oh let's sit down and, you know watch the Saxon log <laughs> John Saxon Yule log yeah I would be you know excuse me very open to doing such thing I would one hundred percent get this again like um. It's that good. Sometimes there are beers that are like, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Probably wouldn't go out of my way to get it again. This one, definitely. I would definitely, for the season, be picking this up again. Because uh, it, it really is damn good. And I'm glad that I have another one. I'm saving. I, I'm, I'm having one tonight. I'm saving the other one for another time. Um, but it is, like you said, it's a nice dessert beer. One to settle down by the fire by. Drink it nice and slow. Savor it. It's really good. And I'm curious because um, I know that uh, there was another peppermint bark stout that was released um, by, uh, what was it? who was the other one that, that just released that too? Um, I can't remember now. But what, another company released a peppermint bark stout. And I'm curious to see how that holds up with this one because, um, you know, I wonder just, you know, who's doing it better? So I'll have to check that out. Um, see what that's like. But uh, this is really good from Lone Pine. Uh, have not had a bad one from Lone Pine. So um, really recommend that brewery. They're out, of, they're out of Maine, Portland, Maine. Actually, I was in Portland this summer. Wish I had known where to go and check that out because I missed out on going to Lone Pine. <laughs> All right, so let's get into Christmas at Castle Hearts. Um, so basically, let's start out from the beginning. Christmas at Castle Heart has Lacey Chabert and her sister, 
who is named Margot in this, played by Allie Hardman. Uh, they're sisters. They both work for a catering event planning company uh, led by this one woman who just is like a Paige Monaghan is her name. She's kind of a bear. And they get fired from that at a like a like a party. They get fired at it around Christmas time. And uh, the one thing I found kind of hard to believe is that Lacey Chabert and Allie Hardman were related in this movie. Like, I thought when she said, you're my sister, I thought she was saying that figuratively. Like, yeah, metaphorically. Like, oh, yeah, like, you you know, you're my sister. I'll support you because you're my friend and we have an apartment together. You're like my roommate. But no, literally, they are sisters. And it's kind of hard to see that. I don't know why, but it just, like... It doesn't mesh very well, but they're sisters and um, roommates, and they have these fucking swanky ass apartment that they show you early on in the movie, and they're kind of like down on their luck. They're like, "Oh man, I can't believe we just got fired. We really needed that job. We really, which is the most ridiculous thing ever. That pole party is ridiculous. Like Lacey Chabert as like in her like." Playboy Mansion waitress outfit, like handing out puff pastries, and the one was like, yeah. "Yeah, like excuse me, what is that?" They're clears, man. What did it? Outrageous! I don't know how. Like, how would that Claire's even get to that party if she didn't approve them? Right? Like, she didn't. Like, how how did she not know Claire's around the menu? She just wants to not be that good at her job. Apparently so, right? Like, like that's your fault, yeah. Paige. Why you're the one that? Yeah, you guys say you sign the, you know, the baker. You 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 know sign who's going to be. You know what the menu? You gotta go. You know, view it over. It's not like hey, you show yeah, hey, whatever, do it every want. Oh, you know? yeah. But anyway, they get fired, and you see this this fucking massive apartment. They're they're like, wow, what are we gonna do? We're where we really needed those jobs, and now we don't have any jobs. And they're like, you know, you're thinking, okay, so what's a girl to do? You really need a job. It's Christmas season. Down on your luck. And, they're, and you know what they say? Let's go to Ireland. <laughs> let's, let's get a, two plane tickets at the Christmas season, like a week before Christmas. Well, they do say, like, yeah, dad's dead. Dad's dead. Yeah. Dad's dead. Dad wanted us to go find her Irish fruits. Yeah, but we really can't right now. Yeah. But hey, Dad's dead, and he left us a little nest egg, which means, like, you know, they were probably just waitressing for fun. Like, they weren't even... Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't even need the job or anything. Like, we're kind of bored. Just do you want to do yeah. that? And I guess we'll just waitress, both at the same position. It's funny, because it's just like, it's like, oh, these poor rich white girls... Yeah, they should go explore their roots in Ireland. Like the, you know, people. And again, this is this is this is fantasy porn. Didn't you love the CGI background too when they're in their apartment, like in the night skyline in New York? It's just, mm-hmm. like, you know, CGI. And <laughs> it, you gotta you gotta remember this is this is fantasy porn for the poor people who are like, yeah, it would be great to go to Ireland, right? So they're living vicariously through these characters in the Hallmark movie where nothing bad or mostly nothing bad happens to them. 
Except for, you know, in this movie, at least Shpare's been divorced. Um, apparently, what did she say? What did she say happens? Something about he he lied a lot or something like that? Was that was the problem? <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. She's, she talks about it because, like, when she gets with the Aiden, he says something about it. She says, yeah, I'm divorced. He says, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, well, it's not your fault unless you forced him to lie or something like that and have sex with the gym trainer or something. I, I don't think she does it quite like that, but something similar. But yeah, so in this movie, there are some bad things that do happen, like Lacey Chabert is divorced. Um, which we all know is not true. <laughs> which can't, it can't possibly be the be the case. It's, it's, that's that's the fake part of this uh, fictional narrative. I call it, I call nonsense. It's, yeah. it's a lie. Yes. Well, but like... Again, this is this is fantasy porn, so you kind of have to take it at face value. But it's 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 still it's a little ridiculous to see these two women who are like, let's just pick up the Christmas season and travel to Ireland. We'll stay at this uh, immense bed and breakfast or whatever where they're staying at this hotel that they're staying at. Um, but that sets it all in motion, right? So we go to Ireland. We go to like this little town in Ireland, and they see this guy in town. And it's kind of like, might as well be called like shaming the gorda, <laughs> you know, because it's basically like, you know, random Ireland place. Like, you know, what, what do you think of like an Irish town? What do you think of like Quentin? Let's go to the pub first. Wouldn't that be great? It's so Irish. You know, you're just missing uh, liquor running through the streets, bar fights and, you know. Ladies getting the shiners from their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious too because they make a point in this movie of showing that Brooke, Lacey Chabert's character, is literally picks out the the pub because they're like, let's just go visit a pub like a like a like a normal Irish pub, and then she they they show you know the the male character Aiden and the love interest. He he's already at this pub and he's an he's a fucking earl too. By the way, he's a he's an earl. That's come back to this town. Uh, well, that, just, well, that's, just because. well, let's say not only that. No, the part which is like Margot's like Isn't it a little early to be drinking at a bar, and they're like, oh, Grandpa, uh, Dad used to love drinking. Or somebody <laughs> in the family used to love drinking cider this early in the morning. It's like, who do you know who was like, this isn't 1842. Like, you know, it's not the, it's it's. Not, it's not the like a William Henry Harrison fucking campaign. Tippy Canoe and Taylor t- Tyler too. He's a hard, he's an engine fighting man drinking cider, you know? <laughs> There's like three people left on this earth that I know that like wake up in the morning, like if they had to choose the alcoholic drink, right? Cider. Yeah. I take the cider. I know. Uh, but they make it a point to show Brooke picking out this pub in particular. She's like, I choose that one. It's like, when they show the exterior shot, it's the only pub in the like the general vicinity. It's like, of course you'd choose that one. It's literally the only one in town. And the only pub that there's available. So But it's like it's like supposed to be showing like, oh, it's faded. She's meant to meet this man because she picked it. But it's hilarious. It's- and then they and they go in and she's like, Well, what do you have? And she's like, What do you what's on the menu? And they're like, Beer, whiskey, or whiskey and beer. <laughs> oh. like, I guess I'll be having a beer then. Yeah, then this is that, another movie too. They're so uh, I heard this. <laughs> it's hilarious too because 
when Aiden goes in, he's like, he wants a beer, and she gives him like a nice dark, dark beer, like a dark stout, either you know, like a Guinness or a Murphy. Yeah. East, you know. And then, and then Lacey Chabert goes in, and she's like, I'll take a beer, and they give her like this nice, like American Pilsner. They're like, yeah, this bitch, she just wants water. Well, her sister's like said whiskey, so she's sitting there with her fucking Irish whiskey. Like grimacing, like you, like yeah, like you drinking it, like the, the whiskey face. I like it, but it's kind of, kind of harsh. <laughs> what? Uh, excuse me. What percent is this? This this spirit? Oh goodness! Oh god! It smells like chopper. It smells like turpentine. <laughs> she drinks it. She turns into uh, uh, fucking uh, Jim Varney. <laughs> so so basically that's the meet cute though is they meet at a a pub and he's like hey why don't you do two random ladies just over to my castle and i'll give you a private tour well first he was like well first he's like well if you're looking for leprechauns there's a rainbow down the road but you better be careful you know yeah, that's true. He's kind of put little... by their like, cause they, I think they squealed. They're like, this is so Irish. It's like, it's like it's, a, it's just such a pub. It's an Irish pub. And if it was, like, and if it was more um, uh, Gen Z, they'd she, they'd have their phone out. We're here at this wonderful <laughs> Irish pub. Look, and with all these quaint local. I know we we found a <laughs> hidden treasure here in Glasgow or whatever the the city's called. <laughs> their TikTok like. No one's ever been here before. <laughs> People come in and now walking around and they're like, yeah, there's a fucking giant castle. Yeah, but but Aiden's like, he invites him for a private tour and like, you know, if this is any other movie, like I've I've seen a couple movies that start out that way and they certainly don't end in the romance. <laughs> Egg, oh, especially with two women. They don't end in the romance that Christmas Egg Castle Heart has when he, well, this is, he gets see, a private tour. The sequel to this is uh, The Houses uh, October Built. <laughs> the private tour is uh, the little the little explored other hole <laughs> for the two women. No, um, no, this is a this is an upstanding film. Of course, there's and like a hallmark, a good hallmark movie. There's very little touching whatsoever. Hand holding, no, a lot of words, <laughs> a lot of um, lot of words and assurance. Yeah. Well, so basically, then what happens is they go to that the castle and they get roped into a scheme where Margot basically uh, gets them involved in helping with setting up a gala that they're throwing at this castle for another. Uh, what is she? Duchess? Is she a duchess? Yeah. Is that what they're yeah, calling yeah. her? Yeah, duchess. Yeah, she's a duchess. Yeah, duchess of Abricorn. Abricorn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like uh, you you've got a problem a podiatry a podiatry problem, the abercorn. <laughs> it's like the uh, the absolute worst corn of your life, uh, but <laughs> the abercorn. <laughs> well, that one right there, where it's possession means you know what that is. That's not just a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're throwing a gala, and like the the castle itself, I guess, is like. It, falling on hard times because it's yeah. going they're going bankrupt yeah the the bank is possessing repossessing them right <laughs> they're coming out like we're just gonna take this this castle from you um you may be uh royalty but 
the bank can come in and, you know, foreclose on it. <laughs> um, we fall, we've fallen on hard times. You own a castle. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what they're doing is they're like, were they renting out this castle or something? It's like, 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 it's, like a, a ho- it's like a hotel. And like, to be honest with you, um, it makes sense that they're not doing that well because it's like the castle doesn't even have a fucking bathroom. No, there's no signs because Lacey Schmear is like at a 12. She said, I'm at a 12. Like she's, she's <laughs> up to her eyeballs in, in urine. Yes. There's... There's something to be said about the fetish in here. They're like keep talking about her her pee, but um, the, they can't find a bathroom in this fucking like castle that they've been having tours in. So you know something's gone wrong with the tour business here, and they need help. They they need uh the Lacey Chabert from Christmas in Rome to come in here. Like forget Rome, they need you over here in our, you know. In Ireland, to guide people around this castle because they're they're not doing a very good job about directing people. But ultimately, they get roped into a scheme where it's like they need to help host this gala, and because serendipitously, it's always been the Bennett sisters' dream to become a event planning team, like who they work for with Paige Monaghan. They end up pretending like they're Paige Monaghan. A let let's let's just say it a you know strong black woman who has a website and they're like oh you're Paige Monaghan wow let's let's have you work on our gala then and it's hilarious because like in 20 it's 2021 and they literally even say oh we checked out your website it looks really great it's like there wasn't an about page like hi I'm Paige Monaghan this is my my event planning service and here's my picture <laughs> I don't look like Lacey Chabert She's modest. She doesn't have a picture on the website. She's like a mysterious face. Like everybody knows the name Paige Monaghan, but they don't know what she looks like because she attends all the events herself and picks on the eclairs. But it's it's a stupid setup. It's really stupid. So uh, Margot is basically like also, you- also too also too because like the film is so serious and like uh, you know also like a love story that's going on, and then you got. Fucking Margot just being like the wild and wacky hijinks, and they're like, Ugh. <laughs> "Yeah, she really is." Oh, like, oh, 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 wait, wait, you, you just called her broke. Yeah, we're, we're broke. Oh, well, she used to when she was a kid, where I was reading a book, would call me. And she couldn't say it. She couldn't say bookworm, so she had a brookworm, and then I became Brooke. Yeah. There's a lot of stretches here. Like, like, like all of her scenes, like, is, like all those bits with the, like when they're like that is like such like Disney Channel. That's so Raven, Sweet Life, like nonsense. Like, like what, like what is this? Like this is like very poorly written comedy, and it's not even funny. It, it's especially because Ali Hardingman as Margot is dreadful. <laughs> like they pull her off a of fucking like. Dinner theater out in like Fargo or something. I don't know. Like, well, I mean, I do feel like I feel bad for her a little bit because they do give her like a really shit part. And people, you know, if you read some of like the the user reviews of this movie, like a lot of people did not like her character, and that makes sense because she's really annoying. And she, you know, it makes sense to not like her. I do feel bad for the actress though because she just didn't have a lot to work with, and she had to like kind of, I don't know. She had to. She had to. 
infuse this role with some sort of um, empathy. So she she did what she could, but um, yeah, it's it's an annoying character for sure, and and, and honestly, not not necessary at all. Like on uh, the 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 idea that the these sisters both work at the same company or the you know they both work under Paige Monaghan, they both have the same apartment, they both are going to Ireland together. It just just stretches belief for sure, but I I think that she did what she could with the part that she had. Um, so I do I do feel bad for her a little bit, but annoying character all around. So basically. Once that gets set up, you know, this whole idea that the Bennets are going to be working on this gala, you have that sort of same sort of like Christmas in Rome style, like girl boss thing where they're, you know, they're getting to work. They've got to help out these characters. And uh, at least in this movie, though, there is some semblance of conflict. The conflict being like they have to keep their identity a secret and they have to pretend like they're Paige Monaghan uh, throughout the movie where you've got this, like, one other character uh, who's Fiona Walsh who's coming in and she's trying to write, like, a, a story, a news article about Paige Monaghan doing the gala. And they're like, oh, no. For Irish living. Yeah. We can't. For Irish living magazine here. Like, Fiona Walsh knows what Paige Monaghan looks like. And Lacey Shamir doesn't look like that. So we got to keep her away from her. You're not a black lady, a bit yeah. black woman. Um, so basically that's the movie, like, right? Like, well, so- to be fair, hold on. If Lacey Chabert was Scarlett Johansson, she could be that bitchy black woman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because <laughs> Scarlett Johansson can do any role. That's right. If she, if she really put her mind to it, <laughs> Lacey Chabert could probably embody that role. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so basically that's it really. And so the idea is that Brooke... Lacey Chabert's character spends so much time with Aiden because he's kind of like chauffeuring her around. It's like, yes, I'll help you find a caterer. Yes, I'll help you, you know, find an artist for whatever reason that makes no sense to the movie that it needs to be at the gala. Um, they st- yes, well, yeah, I say yes, I'll uh, show you around Ireland. Yes, I'll talk about me being an architect because everyone's, well, everyone's always an architect. And for some reason, there's a, like, Irish chapel in the back of the castle that hasn't been repaired. It's like, it's been my life's dream to try to get this up and running again, but for some reason, we just haven't done that. Yeah, I mean, the the idea is that they they spend so much time together that they start falling in love with each other, and Aiden is sharing all this information with Brooke, but he thinks she's Paige Monaghan. So, there's that whole inevitable misunderstanding at the end where Brooke has to come clean and say, I'm not Paige. I'm Brooke. And I don't know anything about event planning. I literally have had... Except, except what I dream, you know. Yeah. I've had no experience event planning. <laughs> um, so you probably wouldn't have hired me. And they're like, yeah, no, that's that's true. We, we definitely would have hired you knowing that you have had no experience whatsoever with event planning. But, you know, this is a Hallmark movie, so everything works out really well at the end. They, the gala is a huge success, even though it looks boring as shit. And actually, at one point, they even talk about how the Duchess looks like she's going to fall asleep. <laughs> um, and the other thing, too, is that what I've, I found really funny is for the event, they, they, the, for the, uh, the actual excitement, they hire, like, Irish dancers. And it's like, that seems like something a person who thinks they know about Ireland would do. 
right? Like that would be yeah, river. That's that's again, like it's so like seems like so American, like river dance. Like you just go everywhere, and in the streets they're going what? Yes. And and like like the, like they love it. Like the Duchess loves it. But you would think like for real Irish people, they were like, yeah, okay, it's fucking river dance. I don't know. Uh, we don't always dance all the time like this, you know. Like we we also do the waltz sometimes. You know, I like that too. You know, um, I it feels like I like, I like to do walk like an Egyptian every now and then. yeah. It feels like uh, like why didn't you pull out the electric slide here? It's <laughs> something that that was written as a person like an American who is like. These these people watching Hallmark, they're not gonna know anything about Ireland. So let's give them river dance. Well, again, that's how you know because like it's a oh this man's an earl. That's not like I, titles in Ireland have been banished for like over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. They haven't like, the constitution, so you know it's just silly. It's just silly. Like you couldn't like just put it in England or Wales or something. You know? No, it's in Ireland. And like. Oh. I am the Earl, and that means so much. That's why I fucked off to become an architect. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, how do you feel about the romance? How do you? What do you think? Uh, what do you think Christmas at Castle Heart brings for the romance? Well, Lacey and Irish Quentin Tarantino have <laughs> some chemistry. There's not that much in this movie. <laughs> No, but his haircut and like his face, he kind of looks like fucking Quentin. Like, let me tell you about this movie I'm about to make, Lacey. What the fuck? I'm in Hollywood. And I think you really got a whole life good. I think we had, you know, if you don't want to child Manson's girls, you, you, you really, you know, you'd really like what we're doing. We need to be bad with it. <laughs> Is that a good Tarantino impression? God, I don't know. I kind of, it kind of was like Mike Tyson. Yeah, I was kind of like going into a Mike Tyson there at some points. But... Oh, Tarantino, when he speaks fast, he does kind of like have like a Tyson to him. Yeah, but. The romance is okay. I mean, again, the problem with these films outside of Christmas and Rome, which also had uh, thespian actor Franco Nero, Lacey Chabert is the whole charisma in the film. Mm-hmm. Stuart Towns is not bad as Aiden, but they're like they're not really. It's not any like, anything magnificent chemistry wise. You don't look at these two and be like, oh. This is love at first. No, it's not the vacuum that's Hall Out the Holly, but it it it's, it's not... better than it's definitely better than Hall Out the Holly. But compared to like Christmas in Rome, which at least like they do seem like they ha- there's some chemistry there. He, he here it's just like yeah, like yeah, it's like a TV movie. What, what are you gonna do about it? That's for the Hallmark Channel, so it's very it's a very uh uh platonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a friendship, really, and and that's the problem with the the Hallmark movies and the Christmas movies is that everything has to has to be a romance. It's like written in the contract. It's like it has to be a romance. And like, what's wrong with just like these two people finding friendship in Ireland? Why why can't they just be like, wow, I uh, you know, I really enjoyed the time that we spent together in Ireland, but you are absolutely getting friend zoned. You know, there's nothing wrong well, with having well, like, well, let's say especially too because everything is so platonic up until the last four minutes where they kind of, they, you know, boat race off to, like, the things I'd put in your ass. I don't think they go that far. But but I I can't go that far because it's Hallmark. But, you know, you can can tell by the glint in his eye, like, you know. Yeah. They, they, you know, they say, like, what is that, like the, 
I've got a couple of bad dragon toys back home. <laughs> listen, see, you don't want to know how. Listen, you don't want to know how much I spent on that fucking dress. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally agree though. Like about the platonic this, they're like, hey, let's go out and have some food and like talk work. And, like let's let's go out and talk shop. Let's talk about my divorce and how I feel about it. And then all of a sudden, it, 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 like again, because it's Hallmark, there's no touching. There's there's the semblance of cleavage from Lacey Chabert who gets to wear sometimes a fairly low-cut shirt or a sweater. But other she's that. Back-to-back movies, she's busted out that white fucking hideous fox frock that she, like, like you know, wear. <laughs> you know, faux fur-looking thing with her shoulders adorned. And that's... And which is which is fine, but just like that, that looks terrible. That's that's something somebody who's like forty two would pick out and be like, "How do I look? Do I look hip?" Yeah. <laughs> but like the the hallmark thing is that they can't. E- they don't even touch. They don't even kiss. There's not even. There's no fire. <laughs> no passion. Yeah. There's no passion here. Ah, uh, and so like it kind of comes out. It, oh, in all these movies. It comes out of left field where it's just like, and they love each other, and they'll live happily ever after, and they'll get married, and it's, it's like it's like it's like love for like seven year olds trying to explain. Yeah, like what's mom, dad, what's love? Oh, uh, uh, here, watch this. <laughs> well, you meet each other, you have a conversation, and you awkwardly hold hands for a, a few moments, and you find out, hey, I think I want to spend the rest of my life with this person, even though I have no idea about them. It's pretty much Christmas at Castle Rock. The only it makes, only makes me feel thing. Yeah. There's like one maybe little bit of passion is when at the gala, Lacey Chabert comes out in her like red dress, her form-fitting dress, and it, they they get a shot of Stuart Townsend, and he's like, wow. I love those shots too because I don't, I, honestly, I don't, I guess this is probably not a good thing to like admit, I guess, but like, there's never really been a time where I've seen anyone and I was like, just jaw-dropping, star-struck, <laughs> speechless. By, by their beauty? Right. It like, well, uh, don't let your wife know. That. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. I, I, don't mean that. I don't mean that in a bad way. But like, but not like in the movies way, where it's just like tongue lolling out like uh, fucking in a, 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 you know, a cartoon. Like a like Bugs a Bunny wolf. cartoon. Yeah, like, like, like you're the wolf, like a text. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's pretty much how they, they make it in this movie. It's like where Stuart Townsend, like, literally all the blood went down. <laughs> His entire body just like, boom, but, you, you know, you don't. He's, he's like, he, he like, uh. It would have been nice to get a zoom out shot. Will Ferrell Anchorman, like, oh, my God, you have interaction. Yep. There it is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> We need we needed the zoom out shot to you know there's a whole lot of it's the, it's 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 the pleats yeah there was a Netflix movie that actually kind of tried to parody like the Hallmark movies but I feel like you could go even a little bit crasser than that one did because that one tried to be like a parody but also a Hallmark movie <clears throat> I feel like we could make a much crasser version where you have all these elements to it but it's it, it's amped up to like ridiculous like not another teen movie type levels of like Hallmark movies. Because th- those types of things where, you you know, you, you get a zoom out shot, you see, like, the huge erection coming off of him. <laughs> those would be great moments. Um, 
I, I, cause I think like, again, that's, that's probably the extent of the passion that we get until the very end where they like share a passionate kiss on Christmas Eve. And then, you know, miraculously she's impregnated by that. <laughs> yeah. Abstinence oh, until making oh. out. Oh, baby. There's a baby in me. Uh, exactly. And even I feel, I kind of feel bad too for Allie Hardiman because throughout too, they're trying to hint at like, oh, she's also met someone. She's met Killian. Which no one gives a shit. Right. And no one, no one cares. It's like, Mar- no one cares about Margot. No one cares about her relationship. And then all, all, at, all of a sudden at the end, they're just like, yeah, and there's Killian too. And I, I love him too. And we both fell in love. Like, no one cares. Like, you're not the, you're not the, the focal point here. We only care about Brooke. We only care about Aiden. Sorry, Killian. You're getting pushed aside. Um, what do you think about the Christmas and Christmas at Castle Heart? Too much snow for Ireland. Way too much snow. I mean, Ireland does get a little bit of snow. Not that much. But yeah, this one, this one does. It's like constant blizzard out there. <laughs> what about the, uh, what about the CGI Christmas decorations? It's clear that they they basically had an okay from whoever in Ireland. They were like, yeah, you can get some exterior shots of the castle. And they're like, what if we decorate it? And they're like, no. Absolutely not. You can get an exterior shot of the castle, and that is it. So they decided they were going to use CGI decorations for all of it. And half the time, the fucking CGI Christmas trees are floating. I swear to God. There, you if you look close enough, it'd be like, "Wow, that Christmas tree is ghostly. It's like a Victorian Charles Dickens Christmas tree <laughs> floating in the background." Um, this movie, though, I I don't know what the budget is, but it's certainly one of the most CGI heavy Hallmark movies that I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know if that's because of COVID, where it was just kind of like shot during COVID, so they were like, "Well, we can't really, you know." We can't really do the set design and stuff that we normally would, but there's a lot of Christmas CGI decorations, and um, there's that whole CGI horse riding <laughs> sequence that is completely out of the field. Um, oh, I used to ride horses. Oh, me too. Is that Arabian? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's mount up and go for a ride. It's like what? it's like reminiscent of the Witcher series that's on Netflix right now. Of like CGI. <laughs> It's like all of a sudden we're, we're teleported to the Witcher universe of uh, Lacey Shemarin and this guy riding horses. <laughs> uh, I would love to see Lacey Shemarin be in for a thing. Yeah, in the Witcher series. I would love it too. I mean, that would be kind of interesting. It can't be any worse than what we got in the Witcher series. I struggled myself through that last season. Sump the last season? I mean, I, yeah, no, I... It might be the last season for me. It's not the last season for the show, but it might be for me. Well, I only got through the first season. And I couldn't. Man, it, it's not. that was a slog. <laughs> it's no wonder that they released the last, like, what, four, three episodes, uh, like a month later, because it was like, you need a break. There, yeah, no, there. Like, Netflix is like, you, you guys, you're gonna need a break. You're gonna have to, gonna have to take some time off. Go think about what you've been watching. And then make the conscious decision to come back and watch this last three. Look at me if you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like the stuff they do, like, it's again, like, very definitely reminiscent of the past films. Like, 
There's baking involved. There's a lot of walking and talking. There's, you know, going around Ireland and his Rolls Royce and, you know, eating meat pies, going to a pub. Like, it's... You know, it's just, like, just random fun. Um, I think the whole uh, escapade of it, like, you know, them weekend and Bernie's, weekend at Bernie-ing uh, by being like, oh, we gotta you know, keep this charade up, is, like, the most, like, annoying part of the film. Mm-hmm. If they just had it, like, oh, yeah, I'm a event planner on holiday. Yeah, fine. I'll help you out. That would have been fine. I think <clears throat> adding the twist of like the, the this chicanery is you know unnecessary. And I think adding her like you know Ali Hardman as like a character also kind of takes away from it too. Especially because the the, the third plot of like we want to find our roots is so gets brought up like three times and like comes to a happy resolution at the end because the Duchess of Abercorn is also like the fucking uh, Ancestry.com of that yeah they're like they're like oh your family tree I know your family tree by heart which which side are you on um yeah the the whole idea becomes quite like silly after at the end of the movie where they're like, oh, yeah, and everybody you've been working with, yeah, you're related to them. Yeah. It would have been, the the only, the icing on the cake would have been like if Killian came in and like, yeah, and I'm your first cousin, <laughs> you know. We've been fucking, man. <laughs> you didn't realize, but I'm your first cousin. I knew it all along, but, you know, it's it's just stupid. <clears throat> well, that's funny, too, because in the beginning when they're at the bar and she's like, oh, our family name's O'Reilly, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> Raise your hand if you're an O'Reilly. Like, <laughs> it's like half the bar does. It's like, see, we're all O'Reilly. Like, yeah, it, this is the uh, hometown of O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> everybody everybody there is an O'Reilly. Yeah, it's funny, though. It's like, this film doesn't really under... It, it, I don't know if not understand, but it's just kind of like treats its audience as stupid. It's like, Ireland is such a small place. Like, everybody's related to each other here. Like, you go to a random small village, yeah, you got cousins there. You got an aunt there. Stupid. It's it's ridiculous. It, 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 if I were, like, an Irish, because like, I think they did get some actual Irish actors in this movie. Like, I think Stuart Townsend is an Irish actor. If I was an Irish actor, I would be a little bit offended by this movie. So it treats, it's, it's so stupid. It just treats everything so stupidly. Um, I really like too the idea that when so like Brooke basically she tries to get a caterer, caterer is like, You're not Paige Monaghan, I'm out. <laughs> and so they have to like go to the local pub and they're like, Will you cater this? You and she's like, What do you want me to do? Like you want me to make like meat pies? Like <laughs> like will the royalty really like meat pies and you know, sausages and stuff like that? Well, we'll just say it's ceviche. You yeah, know, she lists off like this long French, like they're like, uh, it's sta- it's haricot vert, green beans, and st- it's haricot vert instead of green beans. Um, but I like how they like try to serve that up, and it's like, yeah, they probably would eat that, but like the royalty probably would be loving it if this party was like kind of situated around like pretend you're like the poor people, <laughs> you know, like 
Like, one night out of the town with yeah, the poors. We're we're eating like the poors tonight. Like, oh, it's it's so so delicious. It's like Titanic, especially like when they run out like the fucking uh, river dancing stuff too. They're like, <laughs> oh, it's like you know Kate Winslet and fucking Titanic like spinning around on the lower decks with fucking Leo. Like, oh, this is what you poors do. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of how I imagine it. Like they don't go into that in this movie. They kind of just treat it like, oh yeah, look, it's whimsical. It's yeah. whimsical. Yeah, they like the meat pies. They like the uh, the song and dance that we do. But like, yeah, I could see like another movie tackling that and be like, you know, the the uh, ridiculousness of pretending to be the lower class and you know the uh, what they call that the uh, peerage, the peerage. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's. It's all kind of ridiculous and hilarious, but I'm okay with it to a certain extent. I, I don't think that this movie, though, has um, nearly the charm or the, like, I guess even, like, the the locales that Christmas in Rome had. Maybe it was bad that we did Christmas in Rome first because now we're, like, comparing <laughs> everything to Christmas in Rome, but I, I don't think Christmas at Castle Heart has nearly the amount of charm that that one had. It's... It doesn't have the. Um, it's mi- it's missing like a fun, like uh, Irish actor. Where is fucking Cole Maney to show up? Old Miles O'Brien and the flight that went down and Die Hard too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like where's he? And, yeah, and he also too because it's like around the same time too that it's always sunny in Philadelphia did a fucking season in Ireland. And uh, Charlie's dad actually ends up being cold. <laughs> I'm your dog, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's missing that joie de vivre. We're gonna be fancy about it. You just need to say clap. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, hold on. In Irish, uh, shibun. This movie has a lot of that uh, very generic, like oh. Irish names and they're like they even mentioned Sir Kieran, Kieran, yeah, Killian, Kieran, and Clara. Uh, who's the other? Shabon, Shabon. Uh, which Shabon's a great name. It's great. It is a nice name. Um, for a long time though, before I knew it was Shabon, I I would always say Siobhan, Siobhan. <laughs> um, yeah, it has a lot of like very generic Irish names too. But, uh, it you know. It's just missing something that would make it interesting. I guess the conflict at the end is slightly interesting because Paige comes in and she's like, you're not Paige. I should have you arrested. And then Duchess comes in and like, you get out of here because they did a great job. I I will never give you and get you another job here in Ireland again. Did you see like her knockoff Louis Vuitton bag too that she was carrying? I didn't notice. No. Oh, Paige, like when she's like holding it. It's great. Where, I do, I, 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 I do love it too, though. As you said, like the Duchess is like, they made great hors d'oeuvres, you little <laughs> shit. I know <laughs> we had such a fun time. I, 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 I river danced for the first time in, in forty fucking years. <laughs> and not only that, but Liam brought a hideous statue Christmas tree thing <laughs> that he like tried to play off as like some meaningful shit and it was literally just like chicken wire and well the, that's the other thing too that's so fucking stupid like well, back in the day my father the castle we'd have a party around Christmas time and the community would get together and 
But then when we took over, we made it for the Duchess, and the people in town really disliked that. And now we're falling on hard times. Like, what a fucking stupid thing. Like, so, like, oh, my one business during the year is renting this fucking capsule out to, like, you know, the Duchess of Abercord or whatever the fuck <laughs> for a gala and be like, please run. Well, it's like it's like no wonder the the town doesn't like you though. It's like you did the one thing that you're doing for the community, and now you're not. Yeah. Like, yeah, why? Like, why would they? See, all of the scenes with like the actual community are very painful. Like <laughs> where they have the Christmas tree lighting, and the mayor's like, "Oh, Earl, Earl, I did my lord, we're going to be here, uh, my lord, my lord, yeah. Why don't you come on up here? I hope you don't bring me to the gallows. Why don't you come up here and fucking." Say some words up here, and then well, some... he's like, "Yo, he's Robespierre." Show. Oh yeah, I know. It's it's, it's kind of ridiculous how they treat him because it's just like it's so anytime, anytime somebody sees him in town, they're like, "Tis a far, far better thing." Like, um, and then like they have a kid that just pops out of nowhere and just throws a snowball at him, and like his credits, little shit. <laughs> and then later on, Lacey Shabari, like, because he just all he does bad, he's like, "Oh." If you throw a snowball, be ready to get one back. And then he throws one back at them, and then they light the tree. And then Lace Shamir's like, you handled, that, you handled that so well. It's like, but you, how else was he going to handle it? Was he going to... No, no, she also said the funny line, you throw like an earl. Yeah, yeah. Somebody had to get that pun in there. I, heard, like, the, I heard the rim shot from Miles. <laughs> how else was he going to handle that? Are they more accustomed to like taking him back and... Throwing them in the dungeon like yo rot here, <laughs> throwing a snowball at an earl. Are you kidding me? It's treason. It's like it's like no wonder he's disliked in town. <clears throat> Hilarious. He's got no reason, no reason to be like. Everybody in town is is hoping for the the castle's demise. Like people come in, tourists come in, they're like, don't go to that castle. <laughs> don't stay there. He's an asshole. He's an architect. He's an architect. Yeah, and they, they and I've heard they have a rundown chapel in the back too. Disgrace. So at the end, it's like Aiden, Aiden to his sister. He's like, "I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to fix up that chapel." It's like, okay. It would have been really funny if if she's just like the the, the rundown chapel in the back. Like, no, it gets really creepy at the end between those two. Yeah, they have, they have more of a start. I don't like, oh, my brother, my brother who's back. We we can work together. Well, you know how you keep it royalty, right? It's keeping it in the keep family. In the family. Like, you can't be know. branching out, of course. Yeah, yeah. can't keep blood pure. No, I get it, but I mean, it is. But no, you're right. They definitely have more chemistry because it's like the way they act. Like, all, I feel like she walks off like you expect to hear like, oh, oh, Aiden, you're... Your poor Sabon is stuck in the dryer again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, they have more spark. They have, uh, they definitely do because uh, at the beginning it's almost like she's a love interest, like that he's kind of left behind. So, um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it for Christmas at Castle Horror. That's all I've got. What do you? Anything else that we didn't cover? So, what's the best tree lighting so far? Oh, out of the uh, the movies that we've seen, yeah, I would. They're all they're all they're all very meek. Christmas and Castle Heart really has like the 
Really? You're in Ireland and you have fucking Earl Hood here? And that's the biggest tree you can get for the town? It's like literally like it's like eight foot tall. You know what I was also thinking too? Like, we're running out of money. So do you see all the useless shit you have lying around that castle? All the garland you got hanging up? Cut that shit. You can like cut that shit. <laughs> I know. Um, no, this one, this, this, I would, I probably would give it to Hall Out the Holly because it has like that fucking like giant ass tree in the middle of town in the cul-de-sac, I should say. Um, this one is kind of disappointing, especially because, you know, it's, you would expect like a giant tree and this, what about about the baking? Um, you know what? I can't really comment on figgy pudding. I don't know if they did it well or not. It's certainly no, like, um. It's not like a sexy baking. I don't think you can make figgy pudding sexy. What was up with that leather skirt Lacey was wearing while they're making figgy pudding too? That was like, 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 oh, that's like seems like really uncomfortable. <laughs> why, are you, why are you wearing that? Go back to your plaid, like uh, your yellow plaid bumblebee uh, outfit with the sweater on. See again, I think Chris, Christmas in Rome did that better with the with the whole you know baking setup. Because there is at least some chemistry there, and it also looked like 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 a Santa's little helper like place instead of just a regular kitchen. Like, yeah, huh, I'm going to show you how to make figgy pudding. Yeah, that more looked like uh like a bad food channel sort of like setup that they had in in this movie. Alden Brown and stepped away for a minute. Yeah, for him to come sneak in and like this movie's all really sanitized. They it, it would do well to even just have like a couple pecks here and there. It's like they lean in. And then, like, one of those things where they don't, like, you know, like, somebody somebody breaks in. Like, Margot comes in and, like, oh, um, Fiona Walsh is here where they're about to kiss. Like, that, at least that would, like, give the semblance of some sort of chemistry. Yeah, but not, none of the movies have even had that. And look, look at the fucking poster. They're, like, a foot apart from each other while they're holding hands. Like, it's like a seventh grade dance like where the teachers are, like, ah. Actually, I kind of want to ask Lacey in that poster, like, are you okay? Do we need yeah, to do we need to escort escort you on premises? Are you feeling uncomfortable right now? Yeah, no, it's 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 hilarious because like the Hallmark movies are so sanitized that they they just don't have any chemistry whatsoever. And I don't know how people think like that's romance though. Like I but again, again, I think it, the fact that like this is like middle-aged women porn, like the fact that they're clearly speaking, their emotions are well kept and under control. Like in this universe, where in back-to-back movies, Lacey Chabert is either divorced or suffering from a breakup. No, Andy and Christmas in Rome too. Like, so what was the situation like? Why did you Why did you guys get a divorce? She was. He was up late one night playing playing Call of Duty with his guys, and I wasn't down for that. <laughs> and, like, that that's it? Like, you know, that's when I knew he didn't love Because in all these films, they're all very just like, you know, I, I think you're great, but here are some things that are wrong with me. Those are things that are wrong with you. That's okay. Because you're great, and we can work on it together. You know, this. Like where where's the Hallmark Christmas movie where like they're breaking like wine bottles and like you know throwing them at each other? I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what you sign up for with Hallmark to get. 
it's just funny because it's there's just nothing to really get excited about. <laughs> so no, no excitement, no uh, no pleasure here. It's just like the women. So let's look at the some of these user reviews before we go into it. Mm. We got an IMDb. The partridge is still in the pear tree. Six out of ten. That's, Another. That's true. The partridge stay. The partridge stage. Sorry. The partridge stays in his pear tree. Um, another good Christmas movie from Hallmark. Dot dot dot. They gave it a six out of ten, so that's not really good. Um, embarrassment comedy, five out of ten. Christmas Christmas at Castle Heart, five out of ten. And uh, they spell lack of, heart. lack of charm at Castle Heart. <laughs> not oh, good enough. This person, I feel bad for them. It says other than Hallmark completest quest's sake. My main reason, what do they got a YouTube channel? It's like the, the Hallmark completionist there. My main reason for seeing Christmas at Castle Heart was Lacey Chabert. Okay, so this is you. This is this is basically you. Really do like her as an actress, and while her filmography is variable, she really disappoints. It's true. It's true. It's a, they're speaking truth there. I don't really see anything wrong with this. Wow. And they actually, they really must be a completionist because they really wrote out, you know, like an, an essay. essay about it. Yeah. Um, not good enough. Physically painful. <laughs> I, I am physically struggling to get through. I'm wondering what the physical pain of it is. Like, what? What is it? Like, uh, you doing push-ups while they watch or something? Boring, slow, bad storyline. The scenery and the ending are great, but a five out of ten. Wow. First time for me. This is the first time that I've ever been so disappointed in a movie that I had been looking forward to. Lacey Chabert is one of my favorite actresses, but I could not even watch this horrible attempt at comedy. <laughs> the actress that uh, plays Lacey's sister in this movie was horrible and acted like a five-year-old. I was It was disheartening to see adults act so simple. <laughs> I, one out of ten. Oh, that giggling. <laughs> I like this one, too. This will be our last one. Though. One out of ten. Awful. I generally like Lacey Chabert's movies. Not this one. This one was horrible. Maybe it would have been better without the sister. She overacted in every scene. Quite frankly, if I had a sister who lied about my identity, well, I won't say what I'd do. I'd also never quit my job because my sister couldn't keep her big mouth shut and gets fired. So I quit too? Pretty unrealistic. Wow. That's kind of, I'm sorry. If you had a sister, they uh, they definitely wouldn't be in it for you. They, they, <laughs> they wouldn't support you in that one. So yeah, um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, it's all around like you'll see like nine out of tens and then you'll see like two out of tens for castle christmas at castle heart so uh on a scale of zero to ten arabian cgi horses what would you give christmas at castle heart i'll give it a five and a half out of ten it's better than haul out the holly that's for damn sure and so we still haven't reached the pinnacle of christmas in rome again um it's this is an inoffensive movie it's literally standard TV film dreck. Um, it's just simple. It, and I feel like as we watch, you know, our last two films after this, that's good. They're all going to have the same beats and notes and story points and everything's all, uh, assembly line. Fine. You know, and whether or not you can tolerate, it's going to depend on the acting and the plot. 
Um, here, there's not much acting to go around. It's very, everyone's all very wooden or either overacting. I do think Stuart Townsend as Aiden does an okay job, you know, uh, but he's not very charismatic. And I think it, and yeah, it has like an Irish dryness to him, which is, you know, fine. It's kind of a little bit would be like more fitting if it was like English. But he's not bad, but I think the fact that, again, like there's no real chemistry between him and Lacey Chabert is like the most off-putting thing, especially in a romance movie. The fact that their relationship seems very second-grade-esque and the fact that it's all very platonic with this, you're trying to build up to this like fairy tale romance. As you said, I think you're totally right with these movies. I think there would be nothing wrong if at the end of them because they're in their mid forties, just like walk away with a handshake and say like, hi, I'm your friend. Um, I do think Lacey Chabert is fun in this. She looks great in all her little outfits. It's the same damn movie she's been doing like the entire time, but you know, it's fun enough. And if that's like the niche that is going to get her ba- bills paid, God bless her for this. Cause this is like a fun little stupid thing. And yeah, five and a half. I've se- there's definitely worse things out there. At an hour and 24 minutes, I didn't feel like this really dragged. It kind of chugged along at a steady pace, so it's far from unwatchable dreck, especially on the shit that we've done on this channel. So, yeah, five and a half. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what I gave Hall at the Holly, but I got to give this a higher rating. I'd probably give it a five. <clears throat> um, I, I think I think you gave Hall at the Holly a five, too, because I think I gave that a five and a half. Something said, oh, that was good. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, I would give it a five. I think it's it's a it's an okay movie. It's like you said, it's inoffensive. It really doesn't, uh, you know, have too much about it that is um, not watchable. It's it's fine. It does the romance okay. It's not really anything to write home about. Um, there are movies that I think even Hallmark movies that do it a little bit better than than Christmas at Castle Heart because uh, this one is really sanitized. Doesn't really have that much in the way of passion or romance or anything like that until the very end. Uh, at least it does have some sort of conflict. You know, there's that whole misunderstanding that you know is going to come about um, because they are pretending that they're be t- going to be someone else. Um, it has like an interesting sort of idea that they're event planners. Um, although I would say that probably most people don't find event planning that interesting. So it's kind of questionable that you'd want to watch a whole movie designed around that. But uh, with that said, I think like it's fine. Um, everybody does a, uh, like a workman job, I would say, you know, they're, they're just in it. Like Lisa Schreier is obviously pretty good. She, she definitely puts in a lot of effort to everything that she does and, and not in a bad way. It's not like an over effort. It's just, you know, she's there. She, she certainly cares about these movies. Um, so I think she does a good job. Everybody else puts in a workman effort and it's a watchable movie. It goes quickly, uh, for Christmas time. If you want to put something on, put it on in the background, just you don't have to watch that intimately, then Christmas at Castle Heart would be perfect for that. Um, the only real complaint that I have is like all the CGI stuff that's kind of outrageous, just looks bad, just doesn't mesh well. They obviously didn't spend a whole lot of time on it. Uh, but other than that, not a bad, not a terrible movie, just not to the uh, the apex, I guess, of Christmas in Rome that we are holding as a pinnacle right now for our Ray Barry gift series. 
Franco Nero alone is holding that pillar up. <laughs> That's right. Who would have thought Christmas in Rome would be like our shining example for for our episodes here? But yeah, I don't know where we're gonna go next. Where are we where are we heading? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think she just recently did a Scottish one. Yeah, we talked about that. But I, I feel, I feel like that's now going to be too similar to Christmas at Castle Heart. I don't know. We'll have to dec- we haven't decided. We haven't decided where we're, you know, what our next foray into uh, Christmas romance. Aw, she doesn't. Damn it, she didn't star in this one. But there's a Hallmark movie called Christmas in Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a fun one. That one stars Laura owns us. Well, I didn't even know some of my favorite places. Lake <laughs> Lake Tahoe, Cleveland. A mistake by the lake. <laughs> Ooh, George Lopez is in that one. And Pat Monahan. What? What? I know. That's that's wow. too bad. It's too bad that we can't get that one. Can't do why, that. Yeah. Why can't we have that money? God damn it. Um, let's take a look. I don't know. There's a, maybe Christmas waltz. Uh, time for us to come home to Christmas. Oh, we could do Winter in Vale. That's not a, a That's Christmas, not a Christmas one, though. Damn. No, it's just could've, a... Could have gotten to Vale, but no. No, that one's just... Because uh, I looked at that one, too. It's just like a wintry one. Damn. Oh, Christmas and what's time for us to come home to Christmas? Five guests are mysteriously invited to. What is it? An Agatha Christie one? <laughs> no, it's an Agatha Christie inspired one. It's like uh, Ten Little Indians, which is not supposed to be used as the title anymore. <laughs> and then there were none. But no, unfortunately, this is not as as uh, interesting. <laughs> Five guests mysteriously invited to an inn. With the help of the owner, Sarah discovers that an event from the past may connect them and change their lives forever. Pride, prejudice, and mistletoe. You know, that would be an interesting one because I am curious how they adapt that for this Christmas movie. Is it actually a Agatha Christie novel? Pride, prejudice, and mistletoe? Pride, Pride and prejudice being the... Well, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe. Darcy is a career woman who hasn't found love. But her life turns upside down when she returns home to help her mother plan a charity event. Forced to spend time together planning a charity gala. No, I don't want another gala. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want another gala. But then we're out of movie. <laughs> Uh, We could do A Christmas Melody, which is directed by Mariah Carey. What? And stars Lacey Chabert and Mariah Carey. (laughs) We might need to do that one. Family family for Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. I I might be stuck on A Christmas Melody. We have to do that one with Mariah Carey. Oh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out another one to do here. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, we we kind of play it by ear, kind of figure it out as we go along. Uh, so 
We hope you're enjoying Shabarian Gifts. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Hope you're enjoying it. Uh, hope you're not having to sit through some of them. Uh, there's a, a royal Christmas. Is that what we just did? No, we did Christmas at Castle Heart. A royal Christmas. Christmas with is Earl. A royal Christmas is from 2014. Oh, uh, that's an ancient one. Yeah, I think probably one of our first ones. Yeah. All right, well, we hope you're enjoying Shabarian Gifts, and I uh, hope you stick around for our, our continuation of the series as we get closer to Christmas. Um, we are on pretty much any podcast app that you can think of. So you can subscribe to us, leave us a nice review. It always helps us out. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for us on there, Blood and Black Rum Podcast. We have an email address at bloodandblackrumpodcast at gmail.com where you can write to us, let us know what you like, what you don't like, what movies you want us to uh, watch and we'll take that in consideration and you can also donate to us on our Patreon or Spotify pages and uh, you know, put that back towards beer. So thanks in advance for anything that you can give and uh, hopefully we have you tune in again for some more Lacey Chabert Hallmark Christmas movies. It's been a fun time for us. Um, so until then, take care.